help, please. Who's on CNN right now? January committee details Trump. January 6th committee. They just wrapped, my goodness, for the day, episode two. January 6th committee details Trump fundraising off of false fraud claims. Wait a minute. Next, you're going to tell me there's gambling and casinos. Really? So when about the fraud, as they would call it, the big lie, Trump and Trumpettes were busy raising money. And the Democrats and two token Republicans, Cheney, Liz Cheney and the spineless Adam Kinzinger. Um, yeah, but he stood up for Trump. Still spineless. He's from my, my hometown. So although I've been here 46 years, it feels like San Diego is my hometown by adoption. It is. Um, but anyway, they're, uh, they're acting as if none of them ever raised money. Adam Schiff here from Southern California, who is, uh, you know, Mr. Russia, 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 and impeach, impeach, impeach. They all raise money. Both sides, and I said this on the gun issue um, after what happened in Duvalde, Texas, both sides were raising money before, pardon me, but before the bodies had cooled. I mean, they're out there and, and turning it into a political issue. Both sides do this. It's like Michael Reagan said a long time ago. I think it was brilliant. He said, if they really want to have a bipartisan solution on anything, well, they're not going to do it as much as we'd like them to on certain issues, if that's possible, or at least a hint of that. But if they come to agreement, then both sides won't be able to raise money. That's the problem. So now, now here's the Democrats running this committee while the nation's economy is, is the, the flushing sound you hear is that. Biden keeps saying it's all Putin. There's no clue. The Dow is getting hammered. Down 700 points right now. NASDAQ's down 421. And it's only Monday. That's why you see over the weekend a lot of people starting to say, I don't know, Biden, maybe. These are fellow Democrats. But the House of Representatives is obsessed with pinning the Trump tail on Trump and, and maybe indicting him or whatever, while Rome, or in this case, Washington, D.C., and the nation's economy are burning. Ah, there's COVID emergency, too, I know. San Diego's Talk, AM 760, Mark Larson here. I just find this hysterical when they pontificate like they just they're shocked why there were people raising money on trump's side of this in the middle of this this big lie and and they played some other stuff today in the investigation that bill barr the attorney general appointed by trump who the left called you know, his hand-picked attorney general of course he was hand-picked they all pick and then they get nominated or get a, a, a approved blessed by the senate Barr says, uh, one off-the-cuff conversation, Trump never had an interest in what the actual facts are. We told him a couple of times that there was no evidence that the election was stolen, on and on and on and on. Now, you can believe, and I, I still think there's many questions about a lot of things, and, and but that doesn't mean you automatically go to crazy, and there's enough crazy on that committee already. But they think this this is the biggest thing in America right now? It's a big thing, but the, is it bigger than the fact that everything you're buying today costs more than it did yesterday for the most part? Interest rates may go up three-quarters of a percent this week in terms of the Fed rates. They're talking maybe a full 2% in the next few months. What's that going to do to your budget? If Biden says, ah, people are making more money. Not anymore because the inflation bugaboo has stolen that from you and there's nobody going to prosecute. That. Well, it's Putin. No, it's not. What's well, the, uh, it's the, it's the fuel, the fossil fuels, and it's, it's some of that in supply chain issues. 
but we're still buying Russian oil because it takes a while to cut it off. We're buying it through uh, like the next 10 days. And we don't buy that much anyway. Meanwhile, Biden has, uh, it was amazing watching his fellow Democrats start to tap dance around this. I don't know if we you know, we're going to support him. Dana Bash on CNN was interviewing the exalted uh, Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And Bash said, uh, before we go in this interview, uh, by the way, I just want to ask about President Biden. Is he, is he, he is saying he's going to run again in 2024. Will you, AOC, support him? And AOC said, you know, if the president chooses to run again in 2024, I don't have the soundbite, but I have the transcript. I mean, first of all, I'm focused on winning this majority right now and preserving a majority this year in 2022. So we will cross that bridge when we get to it. But I think if if the president has a vision, then that's something certainly we're all willing to entertain and examine when the time comes. Dana Bash says, that's not a yes. And AOC says, yes, I think we should endorse when we get to it. But I believe that the president has been doing a very good job so far. It's great. Well, gas prices in San Diego have, they they backed down two-tenths of a cent since the weekend. 6.36 now is the average. Doing a great job, right? They're starting to distance from Biden. They being the, the Democrats. So... It's uh, it's amusing, if not dangerous, to watch, and, and it is. Uh, on the brighter side, people who uh, never panic early, which is a great title for a book, it is, Fred Hayes of Apollo 13 fame, Never Panic Early. He's uh, part of our new Storytellers podcast. We just launched episode two today. We call it, in a burst of creativity, Mark Larson Storytellers. First one was act- actress Q Chin. You should watch that listen to it you can watch it if you go to 760radio.com you can hear it on the iHeartRadio app but episode two is now up with fred hayes and in addition to being the historic um i mean made famous by hollywood apollo 13 lunar module pilot he was played by actor bill paxton in the movie that's where uh, kevin bacon was playing uh astronaut uh, jack swigert and then jim lovell was played by tom hanks so a whole new generation discovered Apollo 13. That was a huge, huge effort, team effort, men and women coming together on the ground and what they did coming back while the world watched. But here's one of the stories that Fred Hayes talks to us about on the uh, on the podcast. Again, it's Mark Larson Storytellers. You can get it on 760radio.com if you want to watch the video with the audio or the audio is on the iHeartRadio app. Here's Fred o talking about another part of his life. This is, this is post-Apollo 13 which was even more immediately panic and cringe-inducing and could have been ugly, but he didn't panic, which is one of the lessons wherever we are in life. I was flying a routine flight to get the airplane on a, a wash rack at Galveston Field, Texas. Is that an air get show? Get it cleaned up for an air show that was coming up at Dallas-Fort Worth, and I lost an engine at 300 feet. I managed to milk it around, pumping a manual wobble pump to get some fuel to make the engine sputter enough to do a 180 turn and get on the west side of the field, but in rough terrain. And the wheel uh, hit, hit, and the wheel dug in, and the cartwheel 
wing dug in, ended up upside down backwards. <laughs> now the canopy shut and blue flames coming out down by my feet. Oh, man. So anyway, I managed to get out of there by uh, unbuckling, turning, kicking a hole through the plexiglass canopy. The World War II uh, canopy is with that thin plexiglass. So it's right. So hold on that for a second. That for anybody watching this would say, okay, you got to, you had to panic then, right? Or no? No, you, you, again, you had to, I had to think through it that my situation and decide, you know, the steps I had to make, uh, which is pretty obvious uh, that I had to get unbuckled. I was in a harness. Yeah. And now I had to turn upside down and stick my rear end into the fire a little bit and oh kick the God. hole to get uh, out through the hole and uh, get on the ground and roll to put out some of the flame, the fire and the suit I was wearing. It's Fred Hayes, astronaut and uh, still moving along strong, going to be 89 years old later this year. And you can hear more of that and see it as well at 760radio.com. It's episode number two of our new Storytellers podcast. The audio is on the iHeartRadio app. That's the good lessons of life. Never panic early in anything. But at the same time, what else do you say about stick your stick your rear end into the fire? and just, uh-huh. Now we have a generation going, I don't know if I should go outside. Where's my mask? I can't go vote because that's difficult. It might be dangerous. Good stuff. Check it out. And it's free in the iHeartRadio app. On the gun issue, a lot of what was talked about today before January 6th um, committee got with, with their episode two, a lot of reports about how over the weekend uh, senators in a bipartisan way, they've agreed on some limits on firearms or they like to call it gun violence, even though violence itself is a separate issue. Um, it's not even a, an official anything. It's a draft. It's like round one. What will it mean? And isn't it stuff we already have here in California? There were a lot of big gun issue rallies over the weekend, mostly gun control people advocating, including here in San Diego. We'll get into what that means next. Michael Schwartz, San Diego County Gun Owners PAC, will join us in a moment. San Diego's Talk, AM 760. San Diego's Talk, AM 760. Uh-oh. Beijing is back on COVID alert. This happened into the weekend. They had an outbreak. Well, a couple people got Omicron version, whatever. BA.6 point whatever. It's like doing an operating system update to your phone because they have the zero COVID thing. They just opened up. This thing just never ends. Please tell us they're not paying attention to that in Sacramento. Please. San Diego's Talk AM 760. Our official uh, economist, Stephen Moore, is back crunching the numbers with all the uh, nightmare scenarios. Is it inflation? Is it recession? What are we getting into here? Going back to the old days, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter's got to be sitting there saying, I feel much better about myself now. The uh, wh- Where we are with inflation, the inflation rate is the is the highest it's been since 1981. Yeah, but that's when Reagan was president. Yes, he was inaugurated in January 81. Then there's the assassination attempt. He survived that. I mean, he had all this stuff going on. But the stage was set. The platter was laid out by Jimmy Carter's policies. When people said, man, I got a great mortgage. It's only 11%. This is worse. And now the Federal Reserve expected to do more rate hikes. And they have a meeting this week when they'll probably say, let's do another three quarters percent. It's going to be fine. And well, Biden says, you're making lots of money. It's fantastic. And then they demagogue the guns. And we understand that. There's a whole lot of hot issues here, which again gets back to the reminder that your House of Representatives in Washington, D.C., the majority Democrat leadership of the House, 
is obsessing over the January 6th thing because it's this season's new summer series of Trump, 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 Trump. It's a version of Russia, Russia, Russia. So over the weekend, no doubt there were a lot of people passionate about gun restrictions. Here's San Diego Union Tribune rallies across the county back tougher gun restrictions. Demonstrators by the hundreds marching down Broadway demanding Congress ban assault rifles. That's always the bugaboo, even though most people, with all due respect, don't know what they're talking about. Um, expand background checks for gun buyers, pass other restrictions. And what they don't know is a lot of these things that are being protested are already in place in California. So there were three different rallies around uh, around San Diego County. There were big marches in Washington from New York to Atlanta, pretty much the majority being anything goes, take the guns, gun violence, gun violence. At least the Union Tribune and their headline, or the... Uh, the headline today, Senators Agree on Modest Limits on Firearms. I don't, I don't like the term gun violence because it's you know, like saying that uh, if you get run over by, heaven forbid, by an SUV, it's uh, you know, SUV violence. But that's part of, the, part of the process here. Michael Schwartz is the executive director of San Diego County Gun Owners PAC. Uh, don't we already have a lot of what they're protesting about on this front? Yeah, I mean, to an extent, you know, the problem with, uh, you know, banning the uh, banning of what they call assault weapons is how, how do you define it? And there's really only three ways. You either ban a gun by name, you ban it by function, or you ban it by feature. If you ban it by name, they just change the name. If they ban it by feature, they just leave those particular features off. And now they're down to function. So that now they're actually talking about trying to ban semi-automatic guns well that's that's going to wipe out the the firearms industry like everything so you'd be left with a single a single shot uh you know single shotgun shell uh maybe a single shot 22 rifle you know it's not exactly uh but again the president has said uh several years ago hey all you need is a shotgun and a couple of shells and you know that'll do it says the guy who has round-the-clock security yeah, I don't really trust his expertise at all when it comes to firearms. But I do think that there's some some good, you know, the Senate had a bipartisan proposal. It's not the best proposal in the world, but there's some things to celebrate. One is there there are no gun bans in this uh in this proposal. No specifics, so they're not pinning the t- are they talking assault weapons in their terminology or not? There's well there's there's nothing nothing addressing any kind of gun ban or regulation. The closest they get is they say they want uh, uh, eighteen to twenty year old adults to go through expanded background checks. Yeah, so they're they're, they're, they're not because there was rumor that they and again this is just the draft of where it is now. It's not official yet, but you have a lot, you know, a lot of bipartisan support and you know, some of the usual um, more moderate. Just to be fair, uh, Republicans are in there. Mitt Romney's in there saying let's go ahead and do this. But there's nothing that's a done-done deal yet. So um, one of the things we were told even last Friday that they were pushing for was to raise the the admission age from 18 to 21. So apparently that's not in it, but they want tougher background checks. Again, don't we already have tough background checks and red flag stuff in California? And that's the problem is they're not really talking about specifics. What does that mean, you know, the expanded background checks? What are they going to do to expand the background checks for uh, adults who are 18, 19, and 20 years old? to purchase firearms and why are they singling them out if they're the age of majority and they're adults and they should you know be afforded all the rights of of any adult um the gun violence restraining orders actually they they weren't specific enough to talk about gun violence restraining orders they talked about funding red flag laws 
and that's a pretty broad umbrella. Um, they're they're allowing uh, different municipalities and areas of the country to come up with their own gun uh, uh, red red flag laws in California. And really, the only red flag law that that exists are in the form of a gun violence restraining order. That's a type of red flag law. That's if and, so, okay, and that's if someone has threatened an individual, right? And not until that, that just because somebody has a gun, and maybe you got a relationship going badly, uh, you got to have something happen before you put that in place, don't you? Well, I, so really, it's not, if you threaten somebody, that's a that's a crime, and they can always take their firearms away if you're if you're committing a crime. A, a gun violence restraining order lowers the standards so that law enforcement can take firearms away from people who haven't even committed a crime. Mm-hmm. They may, maybe they uh, posted a meme on Facebook that that their coworkers didn't like or something like well, that. Well, and that's part of the problem with the red flag thing. And we see this now with the cancel culture. What's happened on other topics? We're talking about January sixth committee. I could totally see, and you've, you've even seen some talk on this from extremes, where they'll say that I'm not sure if you should be allowed to do or have X, Y, and Z. Because you posted something online that was pro-Trump or whomever, and that goes right and left. People need to really think this through in terms of civil liberties here. So that's why I'm, I'm okay with, with, with if it's really, truly common sense gun laws to help make the system work. We're not enforcing what's there consistently now. We know that as well. But if they could do that. But the problem is I don't trust government and some of these people to come up with that. Because there's always a gotcha. I don't know how they would spell that out so that it is common sense. Because when they say that, it actually scares me, considering the sources. No. Well, it is a, it's a legitimate problem. And all you have to do is look at uh, uh, Congressman Eric Swalwell's uh, Twitter. Oh, boy. And he, he, he just, just recently, I don't know if it was today or over the weekend, but I just saw a tweet that he, uh, he wants to use red flag laws to take away Ben Shapiro's guns because he disagrees with him politically. Oh, my that God. Is, I hadn't seen that, that one. Wow. That's, that is exactly the kind of predatory behavior and the kind of abuse um, that we're worried about. And I, I see it. You know, people call our organization pretty regularly and say, hey, I need an attorney. Uh, you know, and an ex-spouse is mad at me and they're lying or a, a co-worker or a roommate. They use these things uh, predatorily, and that's scary. There are not nearly the protections for gun owners that there need to be before anybody should be any kind of comfortable with red flag laws or specifically gun violence restraining orders. They're bad news. Well, what's next? I mean, they're talking about this. I know on the House side, I mean, we're talking the Senate of the U.S., that's where they've been talking guns at all levels. But on the House side, they're obsessed with January 6th committee and episode two there. What, what's next? If this, I mean, do they, do they talk big about this and then take a break for the summer? Or how do you see the road ahead? Well, and there's two other positives, and I don't, just by pointing out the positives, I don't want that to mean that I'm endorsing this or I'm in favor of it. Right. But, but pointing out two more positives in this thing is they focus on mental health uh, and improving the mental health system, and they focus on school security and trying to make sure that K-12 through uh, schools in, in America have the security they need and the children are protected. I think those are very positive steps that they're focusing on that. Now, that doesn't mean I'm in favor of this bill, but I'm hoping that people will put pressure on their representatives and say, hey, look, you know, school security, mental health, good. Gun violence restraining orders, red flag laws, bad. And if they can get to a point where there is a consensus, I think they're going to push this thing through. All right. We'll watch that very closely, as I know you will. Uh, Michael Schwartz, the executive director of San Diego County Gun Owners Pack. Uh, keep us posted as that moves forward. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Mark. All right, be safe out there. San Diego's Talk, AM 760. Um, well, they're, on, they're on the big stuff in D.C.
over the weekend they had the uh, <laughs> Biden dumped the Trump design for the new Air Force One paint scheme. There are a lot of priorities. You're having a hard time buying meat and gas and everything else, but <sighs> obsession. Uh, there's plenty of that, but not necessarily what matters in your life back there in D.C. and sometimes Sacramento. More in a moment. San Diego's Talk, AM 760. San Diego's Talk, AM 760. I mentioned the uh, last few minutes, if you just tuned in, our new Storytellers podcast is up. It's on Facebook at Mark Larson Media. It's also on 760radio.com. That's if you want to see the video with Fred Hayes, the Lunar Module Pilot, American Hero, one of only 24 people who have actually been to the moon. Now, he was going to be on the lunar surface. That was cut short by the Apollo 13 near disaster, and the rest is history. How they came back. But that wasn't necessarily his most harrowing experience, and he always uh, talked about this and now wrote it in his new book called Never Panic Early. It was after the Apollo program, before he was involved with the space shuttle and the first flight, doing that, where he almost died um, in an aviation accident. I mean, it's it's quite a story, and you won't want to miss it. This is our second Mark Larson Storytellers episode, and uh, you'll find a lot of great stories that have, in many cases, never been told. Fred Hayes, American hero, and he was going to be the commander of Apollo 19, had the budgeteers. Sounds like a Disney thing. Imagineers, budgeteers in Washington, D.C., kept the funding going after Apollo 17. Meanwhile, we're trying to get back there now. So anyway, we've talked to Fred about a lot of things. That's up there, debuted. Again, you want to hear it, it's on the iHeartRadio app. If you want to see it, you go to 760radio.com or I'm on my Facebook at Mark Larson Media. On this date in history, well, okay, almost this date in history was June 12th, 1987, 35 years ago, something happened of importance and it barely got coverage. Just like the national media saying, let's not talk about the guy who wanted to assassinate a member of the Supreme Court, Brett Kavanaugh. Let's not talk about it. Let's talk January 6th. Right? Well, Ronald Reagan was standing there in Berlin at the Brandenburg Gate during the middle of all of that, the Cold War, and told Mr. Gorbachev to tear down this wall. That happened 35 years ago yesterday and some people in washington in what i guess you could call it the deep state said don't say that you'll tick off gorbachev said i'm going to say it anyway well here i go again barely got coverage over the weekend really now when barack obama was president and the first year as president in 2009 there was another significant moment there for the anniversary and he didn't bother to go obama sent a video i don't know Biden do anything about that yesterday? Well, we'll, uh, I don't think, I have to see if Biden did a tweet. He, he didn't do a tweet last week about D-Day until like 9 o'clock at night Eastern time. So I, I don't know that he put something up about, hey, today, as in yesterday, was the 35th anniversary of Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall. So I'm going to play that for you coming up in the second segment. I was going to do it now, but we have Steve Moore, our official economist, who has been busy banging his head against the wall about the inflation <laughs> stuff and i got to get him when i get him because oh i know you've had you've had important meetings you've been doing the stuff on fox and what have you but you know the headlines today while while washington obsesses about stuff like january 6th yeah and yeah. they're talking guns which obviously is important on the senate side but here's some of the headlines fed nightmare inflation or recession three quarter percent rate rise this week 
Crypto yeah. firms halt withdrawals, Bitcoin plunge, stocks back yeah. to bear. And it's only Monday, and Biden was over in Long Beach or in Los Angeles last Friday saying, it's a Putin price uh, increase, so we got the supply chain going, and people are making more yeah, money. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's wonderful. What's going on? Well, first of all, Mark, I'm so honored that I, I, I'm taking precedence over Ronald Reagan. I mean, that's the first Well, you never do, but only the audio, yes. So don't get that excited. Anyway, I'm just kidding. Um, and I, I want to listen to that uh, that uh, speech because it was, it was a great speech. By the way, uh, just as a point of historical, uh, an artifact is that, you know, there were so many aides of Reagan's, even in the Reagan administration, that wanted, I don't know if you know this, they wanted to take that out of the speech. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. no, Mr. President, you can't say that. That's or when he talked about evil empire. Emotion. Same thing. Yeah, they thought exactly. it was too hot. Yeah. And he was out you there. You can't they, say that. Yeah, Brandenburg. And I, there's a, I got to find this picture. A few years ago, I was over in Berlin, and there's a marker where you can stand where he was at the time he gave the speech. Well, they had closed down the traffic circle right on that side of the gate. So the place where he stood is a plaque in the middle of the traffic. So... I almost got run over on that, but got a great photo. Fantastic. Well, don't forget also John F. Kennedy was at the uh, you know, Berlin Wall saying, what was it, we are all Ber- Berliners or ich something like that. Ich bin ein Berliner, which, tra- which translated, <laughs> which translated into, the yeah, it translated into, I am a jelly donut. But, you know, history has been kind of, all right, about inflation. Now you're doing a distraction. like like. So right, what about um, this? It's, it's, because I didn't want to depress people on, a, on uh, Monday. It's, right. it's horrible news. I mean, the economy is really flattening out and uh, like a pancake. And this is all a result of the runaway inflation. And the runaway inflation is a result of the massive government borrowing and money creation and the war on American energy. I've been saying this ad infinitum on your um, show, and the chickens are coming home to roost. And so it's a dangerous situation right now. I don't know if we can avoid a crash landing at this point. And all Biden wants to do is double down. Wait a minute, crash landing. You're not, ta- you're not talking 1929 crash landing, are you? Mm-hmm. Heaven forbid. No, I'm just talking about, you know, uh, uh, the economy going negative, you know, and uh, for, uh, you know, the next six months or something, which would be this, really Yeah, but what, was this avoidable, Steve Moore? Uh, well, let's try Trump. Or, I mean, Trump were president today. We hadn't made a big mistake in November of, of 2020. The economy would be booming. You yeah, 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 but okay. You, well, how can you prove that with COVID? Five million more barrels of oil. We wouldn't be talking about... Uh, you know, a massive tax increases, and we wouldn't have had the American Rescue Fund. You're going to love this. Uh, tomorrow, at this very time, I will be in front of the House Budget Committee of the Ooh. United States Congress. Oh, my. And they are holding a hearing, and I'm not making this up. The success of the Biden economic agenda. That's their topic? Yeah. <laughs> can you believe that? You sound, I mean, like, you, you you sound like an adventurer. It's like Indiana Jones looking for the ark. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, talk about shooting. So they have four Democrats and one Republican witness, and I'm the Republican witness. And I just can't wait. I mean, my first comment is going to be, really? Really? You think this is a wonderful economy? And we've lost $10 trillion in the stock market. We've got the highest inflation rate in 40 years. We've got the highest increase in producer prices in 40 years. We've got $5 gasoline, and in some cases, $6 gallon gasoline. And you're going you're gonna to square victory? So we got a lot of work to do, Mark. Steve Moore, our official economist. You can find him on Fox News, Fox Business, and in front of the Budget Committee at the House of Representatives tomorrow. Well, at least they're not going to ask you about January 6th, I hope. Uh, they won't do that. But you, as as our listeners may know, because we mentioned it from time to time, you were nominated by the previous president, J., Donald J. Trump, to, mm-hmm. I almost forgot the name there for a minute, but uh, Mr. Trump, uh, to be on the Federal Reserve Board. And you would have been great on there. Now, they're meeting later this week, and that's what spooked the market today. The Dow's, well, the Dow's down 643 and change right now. Oh. 
Um, but if you were on the Federal Reserve Board now and at the meeting with Powell presiding later this week, what would you be saying if you were a member of that board in the middle of that meeting? we got to do everything we can to get inflation down. And, you know, the whole purpose of the Federal Reserve Board and a monetary policy and a currency is to make the currency stable, stable in price. That's why you have currencies, right? They're means of exchanges and they're, they are uh, stores of value. And when you have the dollar falling like this, this is a, essentially when you have 8.5% inflation, which we have now, that's a form of depreciation. Mm-hmm. That's a devaluation of your currency. And so we got to stabilize the currency, and the Fed has to take whatever action is necessary. So... You know, is a 50 basis point increase in um, interest rate sufficient? No, no, I don't think it is. I think we have to go Oof. with 100, 100, 100, 100 until inflation comes down. And, and uh, you know, that's what Paul Volcker did in the early 80s, and we got rid of the inflation. When, now, when you say 100, you're not talking 100 percentage points. You're talking a full 1 percent? 100 basis mm-hmm. points. Okay. So they're, they're, the rumor is it would be uh, 0.75. So you're, you're, like, you're, you're saying 1.00? Is yeah, that how it translates? doing it. I mean, but I'm saying. Do it, you know, and then two weeks later, if the inflation isn't down, do it again and do it again and do it again until you force down the uh, the rate of inflation because inflation is just a killer for the economy. I mean, my God, people's incomes are up 5.2 percent yeah. and inflation is up 8.3 percent. Now, Mark, I know you're not a math major, but even you can, you know, do the math. I can do the right? math. Yeah, thanks, Steve. And that's why we have you as our <laughs> official economist here. And, of course, you can right. get the and, newsletter. Steve's part of this, the uh, Committee to Unleash Prosperity. You can just get that. Just just Google that, Committee to Unleash Prosperity. Get a free a hotline edition that is out uh, on a regular yeah, we've basis. Had no, we, have had, we have had no inflation at the uh, at the uh, Committee to Unleash that's Prosperity. That's right. It's still hotline. absolutely it free. free. Yeah. And it's still free. And by the way, on the supply chain issue, I flew up to, uh, hopped on the airplane to escape to, well, I escaped to Northern California, went up to the Monterey area over the weekend. Yeah, so I went, over, I went over Long Beach, and if you go to Mark Larson Media, you can see the photo I took over Long Beach, because I wanted to see if the supply side, the supply chain was working the way Biden said. There's fewer ships bobbing off the coast, but there's still a lot of stuff. I didn't see any activity down the ports. Yeah, it was like Saturday midday, because that's part wow. of the thing, the... Uh, the, the people doing the unloading have uh, like nine to five hours, too. So it's it's interesting watching all that unload, and despite what the president was saying in Fantasyland on Friday. Well, thank you, Mr. Moore. We'll talk to you on Friday. Hopefully it's a little better by then. Find find a find a pony in the manure pile, would you, by Friday? <laughs> Reagan would. Well, okay, and speaking, care. we'll talk more about tear down this wall coming up. Well, in a moment, San Diego's Talk, AM 760. Iconic stars. Want those? Sure. Exclusive performance. And elocution. Iconic stars, exclusive performances, and two epic nights that you'll never forget. It's the return of our legendary iHeartRadio Music Festival. That's at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Friday, September 23rd, and Saturday, September 24th. Download the free iHeart app now and listen to all this year's performers on the live iHeartRadio Music Festival stations. You can hear the ones in contention for your chance to win a trip to the show before tickets go on sale. Um, So on this date, well, yesterday in history, 35 years ago, June 12th, 1987, Cold War is raging. Berlin is split. The Berlin Wall's there. Brandenburg Gate. Other side is the Soviet Union-controlled part of East Berlin. President Reagan goes there, even though his advisors said, nah, I don't think so. Don't don't include that thing. Don't say that thing about Gorbachev tearing down the wall. And he did it anyway. So here's what happened. And this... You probably didn't see any coverage on this. It was a milestone. They're big on milestones. 35 years as of yesterday. That was then, and that perspective is now. But here's what happened then. And now, 
Now the Soviets themselves may in a limited way be coming to understand the importance of freedom. We hear much from Moscow about a new policy of reform and openness. Some political prisoners have been released. Certain foreign news broadcasts are no longer being jammed. Some economic enterprises have been permitted to operate with greater freedom from state control. Are these the beginnings of profound changes in the Soviet state, or are they token gestures intended to raise false hopes in the West or to strengthen the Soviet system without changing it? We welcome change and openness, for we believe that freedom and security go together, that the advance of human liberty the advance of human liberty can only strengthen the cause of world peace. There is one sign the Soviets can make that would be unmistakable, that would advance dramatically the cause of freedom and peace. General Secretary Gorbachev, if you seek peace, if you seek prosperity for the Soviet Union and Eastern Europe, if you seek liberalization, Come here to this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Well, and thanks to Gorbachev going, uh-oh, um, it took a little while from June 12th, 1987, 35 years ago yesterday. Um, that was a big moment. And again, some of his inside advisors were going, I, I don't, let's not do that. And uh, then they, when he wanted to call and did the Soviet Union, the evil empire back in the day while praising the Russian people, kind of saying, hey, rise up against communism. And I know it's it's different there now because Putin's, you know, trying to take it back to the good old days. But that was a huge moment with Reagan at the time. Then you had Pope John Paul II and Margaret Thatcher and Lech Walesa in Poland. All of that coming together. So from the time, well, the wall went up August 13th, 1961. And then June 12th, 1987, 35 years ago yesterday, Reagan says, tear down, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. Well, then it was not till 1989 when it all came down and freedom happened and happened in places all over, including places like Romania. You go through the whole, the whole region. And, you know, Reagan, there was a couple of flubs in there where he was reading the speech. He fought for the speech and did it the way he wanted to do it. And it had great results. Here's a little bit of the current president for contrast. Uh, this was when he was talking COVID on a CNN town hall. Now that we know that Beijing shutting down again over the weekend because they found a couple Omicron cases. Here's Biden with Anderson Cooper. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are. Why can't the, the, the experts say we know that this virus is in fact, uh, um, uh, it's going to be, uh, or excuse me, we we, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. You you, you got the vaccination? Yeah. 
are, are you okay? I mean, you seem, no, it works. Or, you, you know, or, 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 or the mom and dad or, 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 or the neighbor or when you go to church or when you're, you know, no, I, I, I really mean it. There are trusted interlocutors. Think of the people. If, if your kid wanted to find out whether or not there were, there's a man on the moon or whatever, you know, something. Something. Or, you know, uh-huh. whether those aliens are here or not. What? You know, who are the people they talk to beyond the kids who love talking about it? Oh, by the way, he was not talking to Anderson Cooper. He was talking with, we're talking Don Lemon and a participant. That was a few months ago. We don't even get that energized Joe Biden now. Yeah, and Beijing is back on COVID uh, stuff because they had uh, a weekend of partying the previous week. And they said in Beijing, which has like tens of millions of people, 29 people tested positive for Omicron, so they're shutting down the city again. It wasn't us. San Diego's talk, AM 760.